Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from the Old Testament reading of Malachi chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with the decree of utter destruction. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our theme based on that text for the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost is healing on his wings. I don't remember when suntanning beds became all the rich, but I do remember thinking, why would anyone do that? When they first came out, there were so many rumors about the immediate dangers they presented for anyone unfamiliar with how to use them properly. Now, I am sure that it is the stuff of urban legend, but the stories abounded, like people falling asleep on the beds and coming out with blisters all over their body, and the concerns of increased skin cancer risk with the intense UV light directly on pale skin. Now, don't get me wrong, I was also familiar with the risk of prolonged natural sun exposure. Again, people falling asleep in the sun and being blistered in all the exposed areas of skin. And dermatologists recommending no tanning at all, as any exposure to the sun was bad for our skin. So both were potentially bad in overexposure. I understand that. What I could not reconcile is that people would pay for one when the other one was totally free. For thousands of years, millions of people headed outdoors and the natural way of tanning was considered a sign of health and vitality. All free! Now for sure, UV technology came along necessary for treating newborn jaundiced babies like my niece Bella. Just a few hours under the lamp was all she needed to treat the yellowing jaundice condition of her skin. We also know that time in the sun can help with blood pressure, mood enhancement, better sleep, more energy, and just 30 minutes of direct UVB can contribute as much as 50,000 IUs of vitamin D. All for free. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure your local tanning bed, spa, or beauty specialist can justify your expense. And no, it is not a sin to tan. At least, I couldn't find 
any specifically prohibited example in Leviticus or anywhere else for that matter. So if you want to, please go ahead. And I'm by no means an expert or cultural critic on the area of tanning ethics. But if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know the dangers, it's likely to cause you problems. Be careful with that technology. After all, who wants to pay for something that can hurt you? Malachi was the mark of his day, and his parishioners were definitely playing with fire, real fire, that was about to cost them their lives, their legacy, and even their eternal destiny. In fact, God describes it through his prophet Malachi as the day that would come that would indeed burn like an oven, and they were more than willing to pay for the consequence of their sins. And it was going to burn like an oven because Malachi's people had already torched their relationship. They did it by calling unfaithful priests. They embraced divorce and they were unfaithful in their offerings. They felt their money was better spent on false gods rather than their God who set them free. And the consequence of these sins were breathtaking in retrospect. God was so fed up with their brazen insolence that he was totally prepared to cut them off at the branches and the roots. For example, they would cut off the branch of Zechariah, chapter 3, verse 8, who was the messianic fulfillment of King David's line, the branch that would build the eternal temple of the Lord. And Hosea 9.16 points out gravely that innocent children would be put to death for the sins of their parents. And Jeremiah 23.5 tells us that the righteous branch would be a king that would reign and deal wisely and execute justice and righteousness in the land. All this would be cut off dug up and burned to be trampled as ashes underfoot. The last time we saw such vicious annihilation in Scripture, we have to go all the way back to Genesis 3, when the Messiah was prophesied to crush the serpent's head under his foot. My dear brothers and sisters, that's pretty final. That's pretty cut off. And it seemed like it was permanent for generations of God's people when God went silent for. Can you just imagine being the one who ruined it for everyone? Or just being a part of the generation that was responsible for something so hideous it forever maligns an entire generation in history? Oh. We have our normal whipping boys like the fascists in World War II, murderers of six million plus. 
Then there was the ethnocentrism and racism of the Japanese elite who started World War II, not to mention the atrocities that went along with it. Then, of course, there's the awful Khmer Rouge, the Maoist communist, communist Chinese, and the Stalinist Russian socialist who accounted for as many as 20 million dead thanks to their policies in the 20th century. History will not let us forget the path they burned through the human race and the refuse of human suffering they left behind. Well... Thank God we are so far superior to that, right? Thank God we do not stand by and let such atrocities occur in our day. We have much to be proud of, and clearly we are better than all those barbarians with no respect for humanity in the past. Do you know how many babies have died at the hand of abortion doctors since 19... 73. Do you know how many lives were lost legally in this country? Mm. The shining light of hope and opportunity for everyone who comes to have a better life? Well, the better life for those who actually get to live, that is. I hope no one judges us as harshly as we're tempted to judge those who came before us. Because we have watched over 55 million humans disposed. Because we did not want them to live enough. We did not remember the Torah that was given at Horeb any better than any barbaric generation that came before us. It is the oven of judgment we deserve. It's our branches and roots that deserve to be cut off and burned to be trampled underfoot for all we have or have not done. It is the great day of the Lord that should terrify us. For when he comes, will he find anyone worthy? No, he won't. Can you feel the sun on your back? Maybe you felt it when you first heard about your Savior Jesus and the whips that absconded across his back for you. Are you the capering calf, dancing and prancing out of the stall because your Savior Jesus was the lamb sacrificed for your sins? Were you lost in the wilderness of your sin when you heard the first Advent sermon from John the Baptist, the real voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Did you know that your Lord was coming to forgive you, coming to save you, and coming to bring you to life eternal mm. through him, the real eternal sunshine in the new heavens and the new earth? In spite of everything we have done wrong, in spite of the judgment we brought down upon our own heads with our own action or lack thereof, in spite of everything we are personally responsible for, we have indeed felt the sun of righteousness dawning upon our sinful souls with healing in its wings. For Jesus, the sun of eternal righteousness, turned our hearts back to our eternal Father when we wanted to do nothing but run from the fire we deserved and paid for with our selfish desires. 
he saw us running and gathered us up while his father punished him instead of us. And Jesus shielded us from the wrath with his body on the cross. The final crushing blow to the devil and his designs on us. The day is indeed coming for us. But it will be a good day. For the sun will be shining with healing on his wings. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.